Hi, it's Jenny. We're currently gearing up for season three of Encyclopedia Womanica. In the meantime, we're mixing things up, bringing back some of our favorite episodes in many week-long-ish themes. Our current theme is Revolutionaries. Stay tuned for a brand new season coming in September. Thanks for listening. I'm standing here as a black lesbian poet, and the meaning of all that waits upon the fact that I am alive at all, and I had not thought to be. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. If you're just tuning in for the first time, here's the deal. We're telling the stories of women from throughout history and around the world, who you may not know about but definitely should. Each month is themed, and in honor of Women's History Month, March is all about feminists, women who fought for gender equity. Our woman of the day today fought for intersectional awareness and progress. She was a poet, author, black feminist, womanist, civil rights activist, queer rights activist, librarian, professor, and publisher. She described herself as a black lesbian mother warrior poet. Let's talk about Audre Lorde. For lesbians and gay men have always been in the vanguard of struggles for liberation and justice in this country and within our communities. Audre Geraldine Lord was born on February 18, 1934 in New York City. Her parents were immigrants from the Caribbean and Audrey was the youngest of their three daughters. While her parents initially spelled her name with a Y at the end, Audrey went on to drop it. She said she liked the symmetry of having both her first and last names end with the letter E. Audrey learned to speak, read, and write around the age of four. She was drawn to poetry and used the medium to express herself on and off the page. She memorized a variety of poems, and when asked how she felt about something, would respond by reciting verse. She said when the poems she had read failed to suffice, she started writing her own. Audrey had complicated relationships with her parents, especially with her mother, which she often explored in her later published work. Her poem, Storybooks on a Kitchen Table, begins, Out of her womb of pain, my mother spat me into her ill-fitting harness of despair, into her deceits where anger reconceived me, piercing my eyes like arrows pointed by her nightmare of who I was not becoming. Audrey's gift for writing was evident, and she excelled in school. She attended Hunter High School, and her first poem was published in Seventeen magazine while she was still there. And the student advisor, the faculty advisor, said it was a bad sonnet. And I really knew that it was a good one. Do you see? But I knew that she didn't like it because of the things that I said in it. So I sent it off to Seventeen magazine, and they bought it. And I made She went on to Hunter College and spent a year at the National University of Mexico. She then earned a Master of Library Sciences degree from Columbia University before taking a job as a librarian, all in New York City. During this period, Audrey also married a man named Edward Rollins. The couple had two children together. By 1968, Audrey's star was on the rise. She not only received a National Endowment for the Arts grant, but also published her first book of poetry called The First Cities and became poet-in-residence at Tougaloo College, 
a historically black college in Mississippi. Two years later, in 1970, Audrey divorced her husband, and two years after that, she met the woman who would become her longtime partner, Frances Clayton. During the 1970s, Audrey published five books of poetry. Her work tied personal experiences to broader societal injustices. Her poems protested inequality that she witnessed firsthand and saw across the world, and highlighted the intersectionality of her own identity and all people's identities. Audrey also criticized the white feminist movement for helping to uphold systems of institutionalized racism. She famously wrote, Those of us who stand outside the circle of this society's definition of acceptable women, those of us who've been forged in the crucibles of difference, those of us who are poor, who are lesbians, who are black, who are older, know that survival is not an academic skill. It is learning how to stand alone, unpopular and sometimes reviled, and how to make common cause with those others identified as outside the structures in order to define and seek a world in which we can all flourish. It is learning how to take our differences and make them strengths, for the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. They may allow us temporarily to beat him at his own game, but they will never enable us to bring about genuine change. And this fact is only threatening to those women who still define the master's house as their only source of support. Audrey's work expanded well beyond a single genre. She wrote poetry, essays, memoir, and novels. After being diagnosed with cancer and undergoing a mastectomy, Audrey wrote of her experience in the Cancer Journals, published in 1980. Two years later, she wrote a novel entitled Zami, a new spelling of my name. Audrey supported and served as a mentor for many, particularly other women, at home and abroad. She continued to work as a professor and co-founded Kitchen Table, Women of Color Press, to amplify the work of black feminists. Among other international work, she helped to kickstart the Afro-German movement and the Sisterhood and Support of Sisters in South Africa. In 1991, Audrey became the New York State Poet Laureate. On November 17, 1992, Audrey died of liver cancer. She was 58 years old. Audrey received many, many awards and honors throughout her life. To this day, her work remains highly relevant and her legacy only continues to grow as the fight for equality marches onward. All month, we're talking about feminists. What differentiates this month is that we'll be looking at women who were particularly important to the women's rights movement, the suffrage movement, and or modern feminism and feminist theory. On Saturdays, we're talking about modern feminists brought to you by this month's sponsor, Fiverr. On Sundays, we're highlighting favorite feminists from past months, chosen by other podcast hosts we love. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our new Encyclopedia Womanica newsletter. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica, and you can follow me directly on Twitter at Jenny M. Kaplan. This month of Encyclopedia Womanica is brought to you by Fiverr, an online digital services marketplace. 
connecting businesses with women who are creating, designing, copywriting, programming, editing, and more. Fiverr empowers the world's freelance community, creating opportunities for all feminists to build their business, brand, or dreams on their own terms. Women are an integral part of Fiverr's platform, and now they're looking to hire more people behind the scenes who are passionate about supporting women to create, design, and innovate through their unique freelance platform. Fiverr operates in over 160 countries and offers digital services across 300 categories. So there are clearly lots of opportunities to change how the world works with them. Head to fiverr.com jobs to see open jobs or sign up as a seller on the platform. That's fiverr.com jobs. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.